Every day at school, we have a mid-morning tea break, where most teachers take a short break from work and fill their mugs with hot, milky, and very sweet chai that the cook brings into the staff room. The students flood down from their classrooms to grab chai from the cafeteria, and also to try to grab a moment of their teacher's time for extra help or questions. Normally, my tea break involves chatting with Zainab, my fellow Fulbright ETA, and Fazia, an Arabic teacher at NMA. These are really good. Yeah, thank you for bringing them for us. <laughs> You're so like my daily treat. <laughs> yeah, I want to learn um, how to how to make some of the stuff you make. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you make it easy because <laughs> you that hard. <laughs> Fazia often brings a small snack to share with Zainab and I that she made that morning at home. This is just an example of how generous and kind Fazia is to Zainab and I, along with all the students. It's one of my favorite parts of the school day, taking a minute to chat with my coworkers and enjoy yummy snack and tea together. Normally we cook. If you use two kgs of flour, you uh-huh. use ten eggs. Wow. Um, a package of milk, some tahiti, some blue bag. Enough. Mix them well. You cut them into portions. You spread it. <laughs> then you cut them into small. And then when you're cooking, you, it, it's like you're just turning the oil. You cannot like a small mandazi, a normal mandazi. So you just turn it. When one, once one side is done, you turn. But this one is like you're just constantly. Because oh, they're so little? They are, they're so little. If you try to start one one, all of them will burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's too, yeah, too much. Do you have a salty version? We don't add salt. But if you want, you can. In our in Pakistan, we have like salt. Like we have this, but it's salty. Yes, because you add a bit of salt. Yeah, so it's like supposed to be savory, not a sweet snack. Oh, interesting. It's a little different, but it kind of reminds me that. It's always in the shape. What about the um, chapati laini? Is that what it's called? The pancake kind of? What do you call it? In Somali, we call it anjara. Anjara? Oh. Anjara maya. Anjara maya. So it's a. There's multiple different kinds of anjara? So it like ferments kind yeah. of? Yeah. So when you take, it's nice when it's right from the pan. Mm-hmm. I think it stays for a while. I, yeah, I prefer when it's just from the pan to my plate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, I need to go to the pan now. Okay. I've had Ethiopian injera, but I don't think I've had Somali injera before. Are they very different? Yeah. yeah. Not that different, but they're, yeah, they're different. Okay. And 
it out. It's open. It's very big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, just for individual kind of. Okay. You add some people add water, honey, on each. You can use uh, any type of sauce. Uh, <coughs> it's very nice with tea. Once, especially when it's crunchy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that does look good. Thank you. <laughs> you spoil us. <laughs> Thank you. We have it, we have I like it. In this podcast, I'm going to try to share a little glimpse into my experiences and interactions with food the culture around food so far in Kenya. Oh, wow. What shots do you have to get to go there? How interesting. Where is that? Hmm. What languages do they speak there? I'm Megan Mason Dister, and this is Nine Months in Kenya, a podcast about my life living in Nairobi, Kenya, for nine months as a Fulbright English teaching assistant. On my short walk home from school, I walked past several small restaurants and a bunch of fruit and vegetable stands. I often pick up some chapati, a flatbread made by frying on the stove, to have with dinner, or some mangoes and bananas. At least once a week after work, Zainab and I walk to pick up some vegetables from Magoy Vegetables and other ingredients at a supermarket down the road. How to tell her how much? Maybe two? What do you think? Is that too little or too less? I have no idea. Well, I think starting with two is probably. We could do three. You get a smaller one. And too big, do two and then a small one. No, let's get two. Big. And we'll make lentils too. I think they'll be quite a lot. Then Zainab and I get home and cook dinner together, often lentil curry with vegetables, but we've been slowly expanding our repertoire. Onions, I don't think the order matters, like just put in whatever. Okay. 
This is this is good. About, about a teaspoon. About a teaspoon. Yeah. And then these this, guys. I just like a little I less have, than I a teaspoon. No, like I have no system. I just gotta <laughs> like put it in. Okay. Like there's no such thing. Okay, there's like you can't have too much cumin. Okay. Or like I don't think it matters. And this, yeah, like maybe a teaspoon because it's pretty strong. Yeah. So yeah, the cu- This is the only thing that the holy uh, the. T- Turmeric is the only thing that I try to go easy on. Right. And yeah, and this thing. Okay, and and then I add the tomatoes in after? Yeah, add the tomatoes. Because this stuff starts to kind of burn a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so the tomatoes are nice, like, in there. But it doesn't, it honestly, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can probably look up. I think you can easily look up the measurement. Like, there's definitely ratio for that. Um, you can find online. Should I, should I do? I mean, I feel like your ratios work pretty well. I don't yeah, know. but I don't, I can't give you a ratio. I just like kind of put it. Well, I can watch you. You could just add all those. Oh, just okay. these two. Sure. And one can do the other. There's really no like super messy at all. But I love it. I love it. I mean, it's turning some. It's done well. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I think it's hard to mess it up. Okay. This is good though, because I wanted to. Then we sit down and share our meal with our roommates, Laura and Brian. Sharing meals and cooking together has really made our apartment feel like a home with our close-knit little community of four. And our neighbor, Honey, has made us feel even more welcomed and at home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, my name is Honey. Like, my third, three names? Whatever you want to share. <laughs> your neighbor. Can I just say your? Yeah. Okay, then. My, my name is Honey. I'm your neighbor and... Um, I don't know what to say there. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I have girls in my home, and uh, yeah, you're more like my kids. I can say that because you're young, and uh, all of you people are young. Not not one of you is 25. I think all of you 23, 22, and something like that. So yes, I've taken you more like my kids yeah. because you're young and you're foreigners and you're from a very far place. And uh, as a neighbor, it's my right to to take care of my neighbors. <laughs> And as my religion t- tells me to take care of my neighbors, so yeah, you're young. You don't have your mothers around. You don't have anybody around. So uh, I was really uh, happy to help and to be close to you. 
it was really kind of you to call the other night when I when your girls told me told you that I was I was sad. It was sweet of you to call. That meant a lot <laughs> to me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> with the uh, picture told me that you're crying, and I really I was just from work that night, and mm-hmm. uh, I had to call you to to ask you how you're doing, and uh, to I really wanted to talk to you, but. I saw you, you wanted to go to bed at least to relax, so I gave you the chance to go relax. That was the best medicine, actually. Normally, what I cook at home is every time I cook at home, I will call you people, I will ask you tomorrow, I'll give you this because uh, my portion at home is, I, I make it a little bit like larger so that we can share. So, yes, <laughs> I always remind myself, I have other kids there and weekends there at home, so you have to take care of them. Yeah, there's a day I brought you like uh, this, this arrowroots. Mm-hmm. It's a Kenyan kind of food because uh, they love arrowroots mm-hmm. uh, with eggs. So at home we call it uh, doma rolls because in Kenya it's called doma, the arrowroots. So it's arrowroots rolls. Oh. And we put it in the eggs and then we roll it, just a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is that one I brought you. I brought you uh, the chicken, cheese chicken thing. Mm-hmm. And what else? Mahamri, the Kenyan, mm-hmm. yeah, the Mahamri, the... The Kenyan mandazi kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, brought you what else? The porridge, mm-hmm. the sweet potato porridge. Yeah, mahamri is a kind of, um, uh, I don't know, it's mandazi, I don't know if you know mandazi, you just like mix um, flour with a little bit of butter and a little bit of sugar, and then you deep fry it. So, uh, a little bit of yeast actually, you leave it stay for a while and then you deep fry it with a very little oil. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't take oil in it. So, it's called Mahamri. Mombasa people really use it a lot for their breakfast and their supper. Mm-hmm. They use it with greens, like kola, mbazi, mm-hmm. like beans kind of. Right. Yes. With uh, a lot of coconut. Actually, even in, in the Mahamri, you put a lot of coconut milk. You, you, you do with coconut milk, yes. You don't do with any other milk or water. You, you knead it with coconut um, milk. I used to like bake a lot, but nowadays I just take orders from very close friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I bake, I bake cookies, I bake cakes, I I do pizzas. So sometimes if uh, friends and family they have function, I do for them biryani, pilau, those kind of things. Yeah, pilau is a mixture of uh, first of all, pilau is mixture. It's rice mixed uh, with meats and. Um, if you want a little bit of veg with a lot of spices, it's an Indian or Arab kind of food. So yeah, in Kenya we use a lot of that because the Kenyan culture is more of Arabic culture because of Swahili. Mm-hmm. So in Mombasa that is the like cuisine. So pilau is it's just a mix of uh, meat, and potatoes with a lot of spices, actually different spices. And uh, biryani is a white rice, like colored white rice with yellow or whatever thing you want in your color. And there's a heavy gravy of uh, any kind of meat, mutton, chicken, whatever you want, the meat kind, but a heavy gravy. So it, sometimes people mix it together in layers. You put like rice and the gravy on top, and then on top of it, like uh, you make it in a one pot. Or sometimes you just put it separate and you, um, you serve separate. A lot of uh, wedding in Kenya, they do with, uh, actually, uh, even Arab countries, they do a lot of wedding with um, biryani. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a rich food with a lot of spices and uh, a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if, um, if the rice is like 2 kg, the meat is supposed to be 2.5 kg or 3 kg, so it's more meaty. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot of people put in the gray in the meat. They put a lot of them put like uh, yogurt, and others put uh, like uh, raw papaya to make the meat soft. Like uh, Indians, they put raw papayas because it's it's a tenderizer. And uh, in the Arab world, they put a lot of yogurts to to make it a, a little bit here. A lot of spices. A lot of different ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of different ones. But there's the Okay, uh, I, the cumin, there is, a, I have a lot of names in Indian though. You can say that in Indian. Yeah, side. there is a, a cumin, there is a danajira, garam masala. There's something they call, it's a mixture of uh, ginger and uh, garlic. You mix it together. They call it the dulasan. And there is, um, you, you blend it together like in large. So you put just in the fridge. In the morning you just pick, you take a tablespoon put in your food and there is a green masala so it's a mixture of the green and um, green pepper uh, bell pepper uh, with the coriander dania mm-hmm. and uh, yeah you blend it together and then you just put it in the fridge and then if you need it's a green so we put that in a lot of uh, pilau you use that a lot uh, a lot of spices actually yeah. like every spices that you so can see it's called they call it garam masala because it's a mix of more than 10 spices together so yeah, it's a garam masala. The Indians use it a lot. Where did you learn to cook? How, how did you learn to cook? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know when I got married. Okay. Yeah, because um, my my husband's family they had a restaurant, a big restaurant. It was a big name then. So I got married with a different culture. Me as a Somali, my husband is an Indian, so uh, he's a Kashmiri. So um, we we our food and our cultures are very different mm-hmm. so when when I used to go to them I used to like look at what they do and ask their maids and uh, yeah the house the cook and everything because the mother used to cook always so there's always a helper around her I used to ask the helper so she used to tell me about the spices and everything the next thing somebody who helped me a lot is uh, my husband's brother wife the other sister-in-law she told me a lot of uh, the spices and she told me how to make the ginger garlic mixture and everything. Then how I started learning step by step and I became professional later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, most of the time I, I was at home because after pregnancy I used to say like for, for a year and then I, again I get pregnant. So most of the time I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. I became a housewife for like five years, continuous. So becoming a housewife for five years continues. You, you have to learn. Right. Yeah, sure. So that's how I, I became because <laughs> I was at home most of the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um uh, baking? I learned from my grandmother. Okay. Baking when I was young, my grandmother used to bake with charcoal. She, we didn't have like um, an oven kind of. It was then, and we were staying somewhere a little bit far from Nairobi. So I used to see her mixing with her hand, baking outside there with charcoal. So that's why I got interested. <laughs> and my mother later on uh, did it. So, yeah, I saw that from them. And I bake at my daughter's. Uh, Uisha bakes a lot, too. Uh, I'm teaching the others. <laughs> they they love doing it. Yeah. yeah, and you're saying that um, Adija was... Making pancakes, yes. Makes pancakes yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> she does make pancakes. She makes tea, masala tea, mm-hmm. those Indian tea. Mm-hmm. She does a lot, and she knows how to make those uh, arrowroots with the cheese and uh, uh, cheese and eggs. Mm-hmm. 
at least they, they are learning. Yeah. How does um, being a mom of five six, children, six, six children uh, influence what you cook? How does that work? You know, <laughs> when you come in the morning, you have to... Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of hectic and fun at the same time. But uh, you have to build the time. Yeah, it makes you even because one thing I've teach my kids to to love everything they it's put on the table. They don't choose mm-hmm. whatever I make. Alhamdulillah, I I don't have any allergies at home. There's nobody with any allergies, so it's easy for me. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to cook and to be a mother at the same time. And yeah, yeah so. Mm. We in Kenya we have helpers like a lot of maids around helpers. So ever since I got married 15 years ago, there's no one day that uh, any of my helpers help me in the kitchen to cook. Oh, you're always yeah. Just the cook. I always yeah. cook. <laughs> I always cook. Yeah. Even if I go to the hospital to give birth, I normally like leave my fridge loaded. <laughs> so <laughs> the helper will always warm the food for the kids. Yeah. Even my husband cooks. Okay. He cooks a lot. Yeah. So anything he needs to do, he, he will do it when I'm not there. Okay. And when I'm, when I'm away, when I travel or anything, my mom is there with the kids. So, yeah, we've always been... I've, I've been raised, like, after school or before going to school or after school, we've always been raised to, to do the house school and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that I'm, I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's something... Maybe we just, like me, use Anab and maybe Brian... Yeah, <laughs> and Laura, we can have a day of cooking. Yeah. One weekend, we can just like cook different, small, different kind of food, so that we we have our day together. Not going out this time. <laughs> right. At home is much better. Yeah. What do you think, Zainab? Oh, she's gonna. Oh, she's have busy. <laughs> I think she would like to. Yeah. yeah. I would uh, like to a lot. Uh, at least we, we you know, there's a lot of things you need to learn. Like uh, maybe I didn't bring you, or there's a lot of Kenyan kind of food. Mm-hmm. It's on the register a lot. That there's this. There's this thing they call giveri in Kenya. Mm-hmm. You've heard of it? I've heard of it. I haven't eaten it. Actually. It's a, it's a like um, maize mm-hmm. mixed with beans with a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. If you want meat, so yeah, yeah there is that. It's mm-hmm. very nice. So it's it's filling. Mm-hmm. And there is ugali. You know ugali. Yes, You've yeah. had it. You did have. Oh, I've had it. Yeah. You like it? I yeah. I like it's it. Kind of, ugali. They they do it a lot with veg like skuma or uh, skuma is kels mm-hmm. or spinach or cabbage. Mm-hmm. With um, I I make mine like with rich with beans and I mix vegetables and <laughs> to make it even more richer. So, and with, with Kenyans they just do it like plain with with sometimes with meat and sometimes they just do it like that. We don't, we don't take meat. So there's a there's that there's a there's that arrowroots the way they make it. There is um, plantains. What do you call plantains? Mm-hmm. This banana, the raw banana. Yeah. There's that they call it matoke in Kenya. Yeah, matoke. So there's a lot of food that uh, you people didn't try. Yeah. But I hope you will try before you go back so that you can, like, real know right. the Kenyan kind of cuisine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Kenya, there are different cultures. A lot of people, they eat, like, the people called kisi. Mm-hmm. They eat a lot of, a lot of bananas. Mm-hmm. These kikuyus and meros and other bantus, they eat a lot of ugali and spinach and gideri. Mm-hmm. So the others who are not taking that, they take, like, jaluas, they take a lot of fish with mm-hmm. ugali. Mm-hmm. So there's a uh, different kind of cultures and different kind of uh, food. And in, in Mombasa, you'll see a lot of them take um, that pilau or biryani or that mahamri um, with uh, mbazi. Mm-hmm. The grand name is bazi. And then there is this, 
there is uh, these potatoes they peel and then they put like um, a little bit of hot chilies in, in between like they cut and then they spread like a little bit and then they cover it with them um, with them um, what do you call uh, these grains what do you call this normally dal you cover it with a uh, dal flour uh-huh. and then you deep fry so there is uh, there's a lot yeah there's a lot there's a lot there's so much yeah, yeah there's so much yeah. so about food yeah the topic will not be finished today no you can't yeah. finish it so there is a lot then we will have to try you yeah. have to learn a little bit of it yeah on the vegetable a lot of vegetable side yeah. <laughs> for you I know it will be samosas there's some, a lot of samosas I make samosas with meat samosas with peas samosas with uh, with chickpeas mm-hmm. we, we make that yeah so f- for you, you don't take meat. You can take the samosas with vegetables, like with peas or uh, or chickpeas, or we can you, you do like a the this my mother-in-law used to make with coconut, coconut um, uh, sh- shredded coconut. She, she used to make it like a little bit sweet and a little bit sour. So she used to make the coconut. The she used to mix the coconut with a little bit of cardamom, mm-hmm. a little bit of so, uh, sugar, and she mix it and she put it in the cover the samosa thing. So she did five. That is a different cuisine, yeah. Sounds good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've never even seen it somewhere. She's right. just, I think she just, just her. invented her yeah. own. Yeah. So we normally do that, like a starter or something like, yeah. Right. So, have you ever heard of, uh, have you ever eat camel milk? Meat? Camel meat, yeah. In Saudi? Yeah. Oh. I don't like it very much, to be honest. <laughs> it's, kind of like, it's very greasy. No? Camel meat? Camel meat is the most healthiest red meat. No, Actually, I they say it's f- uh, calorie free. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, even the milk, the I camel the milk, it, it, it doesn't have any like you cannot make cheese or or butter out of it. It's it doesn't not, have any for fat. Oh, okay. It doesn't, and for cleansing, mm-hmm. detoxic, yeah. the best. Yeah, <laughs> I want to try the Oh, I know. You know, Dulbajidain became very um, allergy to some meat, milk. Okay. When he was young, I started with camel milk. Oh, wow. Okay, there is, it's a very nice milk. It's a most expensive though. Okay. But these people who bring it, they put like a, a little bit of, there's an aroma in it that is not uh, pleasing. Mm. So when you get caramel mi- milk from the supply itself, it's the best mm-hmm. because it doesn't have, they put in these like um, jerkan, what do you call that? Uh, like kind of these for transportation. Oh, okay. Like jugs. Yeah, jugs. Like big ones because it, in Nairobi, there's not coming. So they bring it from like an hour or two hours drive from here. Okay. That, that thing, they like, um, they make it like traditional, uh, sterilized, traditional so that it doesn't foil the milk. Okay. So whatever they use is a kind of um, a wood kind of. So they use the smoke. Oh. The smoke makes the milk a little bit like um, not... You can. It's not pleasant to drink. Okay. But if you get from direct from them, the supplier, it's the best. It's best. Yeah. <laughs> so my kids who are like okay with it, and until every time I go, there's a place in Isli, they they get it direct from the supplier. It's like fresh from the factory to there. But these other people, it's a little bit cheaper. But these other people, they bring it with that smell in it. So. Maybe you'll get in South, even here in that corner you'll get, but it has that smell. That is not a camel milk, milk smell, no. It's the smoke smell. Okay. <laughs> so people are used to, oh, it has a little bit of smell. No, it's not the camel milk. The camel milk is just normal like the other milk, yeah. but the taste is kind of, 
it has a like a very far salt kind of you know the other one is just normal mm-hmm. this one you'll just know it's kind of salty in a very far the taste mm-hmm. yeah very interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it is actually good, you say it's it's whoever gave you the camel meat they cooked it bad yeah it was yeah. my mother <laughs> yeah they put a lot of meat no it was my mom and she was like i don't know how to cook camel yeah meat. that's why so it was the first Ka- time. camel camel this i don't know it's a little do you think it's a little chewy a little, fatty, a little fatty. it depends with uh, you know if you don't know the camel meat you'll cook like the normal meat Yeah. So the more the camel meat stays in the fire, the more it becomes harder. Yeah, maybe that. Uh, that is the secret. Said, like, yeah, the more it's there, the more it becomes chewy. Yeah, more like yeah. chewing gum. It doesn't finish. It doesn't... So the, you don't put it like a lot in the, in the fire. Mm-hmm. It's, you see, the, when the, the normal camel has a thumb. Mm-hmm. Imagine even that is like um, kind of far to be gone, but it's calorie-free. Huh? No matter how much you take, you don't take fat. <laughs> God, so a lot of people use that to, to cook, like Somalis. Yeah. The first meat is camel meat. Okay. Yeah, the camel meat, camel milk, they, they use that a lot. And uh, if you start, like, we, we normally give kids milk, milk right? Mm-hmm. When you start giving milk to a, a kid, the one, maybe two different kids, okay? The one you give, like, a cow milk or the other milk mm-hmm. will be more chubbier. The one you give camel milk will be skinnier but heavier. Mm-hmm. I've come like to stronger. yeah stronger yeah and the bones and you can, you can just like lift and you see wow this kid is skinny but the yeah. weight is too much <laughs> the difference okay. camel milk is just an it, it, it's an amazing kind of I don't know <laughs> it's yes. just something nice um, what did you um, think about me being a vegetarian <laughs> what did you think originally? Yeah. No, okay, I I didn't take it bad because my husband is not a vegetarian but he loves vegetables. So um it's it was normal. For me. It was normal. Yeah, yeah. It was normal actually when I normally cook like any vegetable I remember you because <laughs> I know a lot of vegetables at home because of him. He goes more uh, healthy, low carb kind of, so you have to have a lot of veg mm-hmm. with the less meat. So sometimes he doesn't even take meat at all. It was normal for me. <laughs> yeah. You've been so kind to give, bring food for me too when you're cooking for everyone. That's very kind. <laughs> At the wedding and stuff. It's my nature. <laughs> yes, it is your nature. <laughs> you know, I, I, I normally feel sorry for you people because I, for them, not really. For you because I know the hectic as I, didn't, I really don't want to disturb you on weekends. <laughs> you're kind. You're Sometimes I say, oh, I wish I could take them out, but I know what you've been through for the whole week, and I think they need to relax. <laughs> Rest, yeah. We do enjoy spending time with you, too. Nice. I enjoy it, too, I'm my glad day. you could come talk. This has been really nice. <laughs> Today I was more than free. You know, it was like my t- my, your timing and my timing was good. Yeah. Today well. I didn't have anywhere to go, and I, I told myself today... Along with the amazing home-cooked meals at Meals at School, we've enjoyed exploring restaurants in our neighborhood, especially Sukaria's. We've gone there a pretty absurd number of times, especially when we first moved in, because it's some of the best Indian food I've ever had and has so many amazing vegetarian options. Mm. Okay, yes. Mm. Worth it. Yep. <coughs> Always worth it. <laughs> How can I ever cook like this? It's also a neat part of South Sea, because South Sea is an incredibly diverse neighborhood 
the large South Asian Kenyan community, large Somali community, and on my walk to and from school, I passed two temples, a church, and a mosque. Sukaria's is a lovely treat at the end of a long work week and represents the comfort I found here in both trying delicious new foods and finding food I love and sticking with it. I want to thank my coworker Fazia for letting me record part of our tea break, sharing your cooking knowledge and your amazing treats. Thank you to Honey for taking time to let me interview you about food, sharing so many delicious meals with us, and taking us under your wing. I also want to thank Zena, Brian, and Laura for letting me record you and all around our apartment. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll hopefully have another podcast released sometime in the next month. And always reach out if you have questions or suggestions for certain things we'd like you to focus on in coming episodes about living in Nairobi. Talk to you soon.